Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning, and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working-age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. No, Kayode, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Fact of the day, 1,867 new confirmed COVID cases over the weekend. That's an increase from last weekend. Uh, 641 of those cases were here in Lagos. Uh, 641 of those cases were here in Lagos. Um, you you know that means that the third wave is going very strong. So please do your best um, to protect yourself. When you're going to go out, when you go out, please uh, make sure that you're protected. Wear your mask. Um, wash your hands. Sanitize as frequently as possible. And of course, keep your distance. These are very simple tips, honestly. And that way you can keep yourself and the people you care about safe. Second hard fact of the day the phase two of COVID vaccinations is ongoing. Um, you've not um, gotten your first dose yet or your second dose. Go ahead and find the nearest uh, public health center close to you, primary health care center, uh, the ones closest to you and get vaccinated. If you've gotten your first dose, they're already given the second dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine. So um, go on down to where you took the first one and retake your second one. If you've not taken at all, find the one closest to you and take your first shot. Get yourself protected. The reason why this thing is spreading as much as it is is because the Delta variant is here and the Delta variant is more contagious than all the other variants that uh, we've had so far. Also ongoing is voter registration. And that's our third hard fact of the day. You can register online. Just go to cvr.inecnigeria.org. cvr.inecnigeria.org. C for Charlie, V for Victor, R for River, O for Orange, R for River. G for golf. If you do your part to decide who our leaders will be, uh, perhaps we'll get the kind of country that everyone's clamoring for. Now, of course, the elections and the voting proper is the final phase. Where it actually begins is the party primaries. And the only way you can become a deciding factor in primary part, uh, primary uh, in party primaries is to join a political party. It's not a dirty word, I promise you. <laughs> Imagine if all one million Lagosians who listened to me found a particular po- political parties, a party that they liked and joined it and made sure that uh, who they prefer emerges as a candidate and made sure that that candidate is uh, widely voted for on election day. She could become governor. She could become a senator. She could become a House of Reps member, House of Assembly member. She could become president. 
And I always say that one million Lagosians cannot be wrong. <laughs> That's because they listen to hard facts every day. I have a great show for you as always. Uh, we'll talk about Plateau and Gombe, uh, the, the states, Plateau and Gombe states, not wanting Lagos and rivers to collect VAT. Then let's talk about the federal government training 2,000 young people for software development and robotics and uh, UX design and other IT uh, roles. Then we'll talk about school closures and other restrictions in some northern states over insecurity. And then let's talk about Boss Mustafa calling for positive confessions about Nigeria because the tongue is powerful. Chukudi will bring you checkpoint at four o'clock. And on today's big hard fact, we'll talk about COVID vaccines. As usual, we'll bring you the latest news updates every hour on the hour. We'll hand you over to Refi for conversations after the news at six. But let's get right into the big weekend. Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. And these are your hard facts. to other states for Lagos and rivers to collect VAT generated within their borders? Is it unfair for Lagos and rivers to collect VAT generated within their borders? How should the federal government go about positioning Nigeria as a supplier of digital skills? Are shutdowns and restrictions a reliable way to tackle insecurity? Do Nigerians positive or negative confessions about the country actually matter. It was a big week at Lagos. Let's talk about it. A lot of state governments don't like the moves by Lagos and Rivers to start collecting and keeping VAT. Katsina State Governor uh, Aminu uh, Bello Masari said, quote, we have heard the judgment of the Federal High Court in Rivers and we have appealed uh, against that judgment. It means people will begin to pay double VAT because if you pay VAT in Kano, at the point of departure, it means that that you have that when you come to Katsina, you pay another VAT. If you pay VAT in Lagos, it means that you also pay VAT all along, uh, all along the way until you reach your destination. It will bring a lot of burden on the people. That judgment is not fair. It is other parts of the country that make Lagos and River States what they are. We have to work together as a nation and come up with something that will work for all of us. End quote. Bello Masari speaking there. Well, I was speaking, but I was telling you the words of Bello Masari. Masari is raising a very important point. How do you handle VAT assessment and payment for interstate services? Imagine a trader in Lagos who needs to deliver goods to a customer in Katsina. Under the old system, he just charges VAT to his customer. The transporter who carries the goods may be based in Ogung. He will also charge the seller VAT. Both VAT charges are collected by the FIRS and redistributed to all states, including Katsina, Lagos, Ogun. But now, under the new system, the, st- the seller charges the Katsina customer VAT on the goods in Lagos. The transporter charges VAT to the vendor in Ogun. Katsina, where the purchase originated, loses out. 
And then there's the issue of refunds. If It's one thing to track refunds in a joint jurisdiction. It's another thing to track it across jurisdictions. And then there's the gray area of VAT rate. Does the FG still have the power to set the VAT rate? Or will each state set its own? And if so, how will having 37 different VAT rates affect businesses that operate across the country? The Plateau State Government also doesn't like the idea. Uh, Dan Manjang, the info- Information uh, Commissioner, said, quote, How many industries do we have in Plateau State? There are not many. So the position of the Plateau State Government on VAT is that the federal government, through the FIRS, should continue to collect VAT on our behalf and thereafter remit the proceeds to us. We prefer it this way because we discovered that the amount that we will spend in collecting the VAT will be more than what we'll get eventually. Information Commissioner Plateau State saying that Majang seems to be making two separate points. The first point, that the, sec- that the state doesn't have enough indigenous industries to have a good base for VAT. And second, that the state doesn't have the capacity to collect VAT efficiently. The Gombe State Governor also made that second point. Abuba Katata is the state's uh, Internal Revenue Service Chairman. And he said, quote, There are certain taxes that the federal government collects on behalf of the states because we have the Joint Tax Board account where all the collection regarding value-added tax is paid into and later shared based on the allocation formula. If you allow state governments to begin to collect tax, will it be effective? After all, the state's have consumption tax, which is 5% of what is consumed at restaurants, event centers, and other services. At the moment, not all the states are collecting the consumption tax because of issues like capacity, enforcement, and other issues surrounding tax administration at the lower level, particularly at the state level. If you strip the federal government of the power to compel any company or taxpaying entity operating in Nigeria to make the payment and you give the power to states, the level of collection we're seeing at the moment will not be the same, end quote. The IGR boss in uh, Gombe State speaking there. So let's address the point, that point he made about capacity first, right? Because it comes up a lot when we discuss issues of state powers. For example, state police. Some state governments oppose state police because they can, they say that they can't afford to run a police force. And usually the other states who can afford it respond with, why should that stop the rest of us? Let those who can afford state police do it. Let the others continue to rely on the federal government. So I want to know if the same logic should apply to VAT. Should the states that have the capacity to collect their VAT be allowed to do so based on the high court ruling while the others can invite the FIRS to continue collecting on their behalf? Is there a legal or technical reason why this cannot be done? If you're a lawyer or a tax woman, I want to hear from you. If you work in tax, please share your thoughts. Then let's talk about the other issue as well. A lack of IGR. Plato says that their industries are too few and so they need VAT coming from other states. States like Rivers say that this is not acceptable because every state has the potential to grow its own IGR. 
and the Adamawa State Government agrees. Solomon Kumanga is the Director General of the Adamawa State Media and Communications. And he said, quote, the truth is that the collection of VAT by the states is the only way to assist states who are heavily dependent on federal allocations to be able to wean themselves and meet their uh, fiduciary obligations. So if there are areas where revenues can be exploited and extended, surely the state government will welcome it, end quote. Kumanga is saying that as long as states get to share the VAT collected in other states, some states will feel no incentive to generate their own internal revenue. Now, before I take your calls, let me give you some facts on that. The current formula for VAT is 15 50 35. Federal government keeps 15%. All states share 50%. And local governments share 35%. Lagos State generates 55% of all that. But now Lagos ends up with a fraction of the 85% that is shared by state and local governments. Even assuming that Lagos gets a 10% share, which is impossible, Lagos will still end up with less than 9% of total VAT receipts, which is less than 18% of what was raised here in Lagos. So Lagos ends up with five times less than what Lagos contributed. Year after year. Now, let's assume that another state raised 1% of VAT receipts. It's very possible because Rivers, the number three state, only raised 6% last year. Now, let's say that that uh, state gets 3% of VAT receipts. That state has just gotten three times more than it put in. Year after year. What do you think about this arrangement? Do you think that Katsina, Gombe, Plateau are making valid points? So do you agree with Lagos, Rivers and Adamawa? We still don't have our number for our female callers back up yet. The service providers are working to uh, get it back up. We do hope that they can work a bit faster. Uh, but we have 0700-993-993-993 for everybody to try and call in through. 0700-993-993-993. Coyote, hello. Thank you for calling us. Hello, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, Sorry? Are we really supposed to be discussing this matter? Yes. Is this not, is this not clear? You see, the state is supposed to facilitate business. The state government is supposed to facilitate business. So after providing incentives, after providing infrastructure, after providing policies to enable business to go on with the state, then whatever the proceeds that you now get, you now transfer it to someone who is doing nothing in the state, who is doing nothing, and then you share. So tell me what is the incentive for me to do more in my state? Why are we even discussing this? This is totally encouraging laziness. Why would, this is why governors will come and will not have any idea about to pay salary. Because they are doing absolutely nothing but waiting for federal government to distribute money to them. They can't generate IGR because they're being lazy. There's no state in this country that was not surviving before. Every region was surviving before uh, 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 this youth into uh, government started in Nigeria. Mm. And Nigeria is supposed to be a federal state. 
every region is supposed to control resources. So you can't expect me to keep working in my state and giving you money to, to pay your salary. It is, it is absolutely, we shouldn't even be discussing it. it it's even irrational for, for a government to even come out to come and defend the, the position that they, they don't have the capacity. They are simply saying they don't have the capacity to become to be governor of that state. Well, you just, just admitted that you cannot take care of your own house. What do you mean you don't have the capacity? Then why are you governor? Well, what does that really mean? You don't have capacity. Good afternoon, Coyote. Thank you very much for calling. Chibweza is in a Kesha. Hello, Chibweza. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, um, my name is Chibweza, like you said. Mm-hmm. Sandra, mm-hmm. It's, it's so embarrassing that some of the things um, in 21st century we have not come over, honestly. Okay. How are we still discussing that um, we want states to grow? We want people to have jobs. And then, at the same time, we're discussing that these uh, jobs should be, uh, I mean, should be put in the federal government's hands. Because what will grow this, what, what exactly do we want to grow these states and local governments? You mean that a place, a state that um, develops a job, after developing it and putting it into motion, then we'll start paying the federal government. For what? Paying them for what, exactly? Now, some states in Nigeria are just redundant, not doing anything. Even when they have the bushes to go and cultivate, even when they have the things to go and do, they don't want to do it. They are sitting down, waiting to go and share money in Abuja. That is what is causing laziness in Nigeria. If, if, if states know that they cannot pay, there is no reason for them to become states. There's no reason for them to become states. They should be made with other states. Instead of for state governors always every month depending to share money coming from other states. Sandra, I, I mean, we shouldn't be discussing this thing. States should, states should put up jobs for their citizens, collect money, and then businesses also enhance people to do businesses in those states and then collect the money. It shouldn't be shared with any person. God bless you. Bless you as well, Chibweza. Thank you very much for calling. Godwin in Lekki is a first-time caller. Hi, Godwin. Hello, Godwin. Yes. Thank you for calling. I'm okay. Thank you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Good afternoon Sandra. Welcome. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for this. Uh... I think you're listening to me somewhere and it's distracting you. Hello, Godwin? Yes. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. What, um, what? Okay. What, 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 what I have to say. What I... Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, all I just have to say. Oh, Godwin, come on. Please call me back, okay? When you call, put the radio off. That way you can hear me uh, very clearly. 99.3, hello. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, good to have you on the show. Yeah, Sandra, I... What? I... Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Sandra, uh, actually, what what is even wrong with us as a nation? What is even wrong with us? If we have failed... In implement in doing the right thing. 
are now bringing the same wrong for people to hear. It's, it's, very, it's very shameful for a country like this. We have adopted a system, a federal system, where everything is centralized. Why are we now changing the pattern? What is wrong with us? Why are we changing patterns? What is the reasons for changing the pattern? What What is wrong with us as a nation? Mm. We, as a, as, as a federal, as a central, we know, we knew that as a country, the states that cannot produce, don't have industries, don't have factories, mm. don't even have an industry, a business unit, and they will generate revenue. Then they will now come and bring another pattern. I, 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 at times, if I sit down, I reason about this government, it's like we are distract. These people are just distractors. I kept saying it. They are distractors. They are distracting us. They are not helping us. Which state, which, which state do you expect to generate revenue? Now, what you are centered. So, so Sandra, I don't understand why a country like this, we cannot even bring a good agenda for its citizens to debate and talk about it. I just don't understand. Thank you very much for calling. Well, some would argue that this is an agenda, uh, a good agenda for citizens to debate and talk about. Because some would say that um, this is a form of uh, restructuring uh, happening with that. Some would argue that, um, you know, this is happening now and you as a public uh, gets to share what you think about uh, a future where the state collects VAT and keeps it instead of collects VAT, gives it to the federal government, the federal government then redistributes to the states. Some would argue that. Let's talk to Mr. Ifanyi on WhatsApp who says, laziness is why Katsina Plateau Gombe uh, will kick against states collecting VAT. Even states that practice Sharia will share VAT from alcohol sales, yet they don't want the same to be sold in their states. Mr. Ifanyi, thank you for that message. Lucky from Aja says, Northern governors are busy building Almajiri schools, destroying truckloads of beer worth millions, and still they, they want other states to invest in companies and share VAT with them. It's time to vote in educated governors who can think. Well, Plateau isn't a northern state per se, and it's largely Christian. As well, we'll be right back. Fast, 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 Nobody did my show. Ah, Where this person is the Momina? Ah, wahala, no, they finish. She bees, only bees. Oh, all I market for you. Okay. All I market, all I market, all I market. You don't order your goods. No, Omnibus go deliver your goods to your shop fast, fast. Just go to their website, shop.omnibus.com or download the app. Use code WELCOME500 to get discount on your first order. Omnibus, online market for your stock. Welcome back to your number one talk, news and sports station. I'm Sandra Ezekwesile. It's 27 minutes past three. We've got Young in transit. He's a first-time caller. Hi, Young. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. Good so afternoon. nice speaking with you today. You too. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, you see, earlier in one of the programs, hmm. somebody uh, accused the judiciary of not doing anything. Hmm. Now the judiciary is standing up to make sure that people, um, the federal... Uh, the federal 
Oh no. Ofyang, please call back if you can. All right, let's move on to our second story on the show today. Almost 2000 young people just completed a 7-week IT training program from the federal government. I'm talking about the Ministry of Youth's Human Capacity Training and Empowerment for Nigerian Youths program. Specifically 1600 youths went through an IT program called Digital Youths Nigeria and they were trained for jobs in software engineering robotics animation uh, internet of things some were also trained for jobs in business process outsourcing that's where um companies abroad send some of their in-house activities to workers in other countries where the salaries are lower So specifically the ministry is trying to position young people for jobs in outsourced customer service, outsourced data entry, SEO and digital marketing. The program also trained 280 other young people for jobs in renewable energy like solar installation and smart agriculture. The youth ministry says the government is pivoting towards capacity building in digital skills and information economy. They say that the pandemic showed everyone that um digital jobs are more resilient. While other parts of the economy were shutting down, digital was going strong. And in fact, lots of Nigerians were getting remote jobs from other countries during the pandemic. And it seems like the youth ministry has decided that this is a future that it needs to train young Nigerians for. Now of course this is not the only program like this that the government has. A few months ago I told you about the federal government's partnership with uh, Microsoft. I interviewed the country director for Microsoft right here on the show. I also interviewed uh, the vice president's um, uh, special assistant on uh, innovation right here on the show. And we talked about this training that the federal government is working on to provide digital skills for young people even though that one wasn't really for young people it was for everyone no age limits for that one with microsoft now skills acquisition is one part the other part is connecting these young people to jobs and again the microsoft partnership is intended to solve that uh, particular problem in part microsoft owns linkedin and they say that as part of the partnership they're going to be rolling out job matching tools for young nigerians and i i want to know what you think about these steps what do you think about these steps that the government is taking towards deepening digital job skills among young Nigerians. Do you think it's a step in the right direction? What do you think the next steps should be? WhatsApp is 08095975805. Our number is 0700993993993. We're streaming live on Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Uh, we're also streaming live on YouTube, Nigeria Info FM. If you can't call in, especially for our women who are listening but um, it's difficult to get in without your own number, uh, please send us a message on social media. This is why we had two numbers. I always uh, explain to you that Nigeria Info has more male listeners than female listeners and what that means is that more men are trying to call in than women 
And when more men are trying to call in, so say you have seven men trying to call in and four women, you're going to get more men calling in than women. But if all the men are trying one number and all the women are trying one number, you have an even uh, number of women and men calling into the show. It makes for a pleasing uh, conversation. Kayode is in Igondo. Kayode is a first-time caller. Hello, Kayode. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Well, uh, I'd like to contribute to the discussion on the FIRS case. Yes, go ahead. Uh, if I remember, some time ago, um, the IGR of Lagos State particularly mm. is not as much as it is today. It is because the government made efforts to ensure that they increase their IGR. So if we keep this argument that the federal government should collect and distribute to all the states, mm. then some states are not going to be able to do anything to increase their IGR. Mm. You understand? So I think that it's important that the argument of Lagos State, River State and the rest should, up, should be upheld. Let every state be responsible for collecting their VAT so that they can increase. It's not, a, it's, not in a, it's not a day's journey. I'm sure even if they start small, gradually they will look at ways by which they can increase their VAT collection and in, 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 invariably increase their IGR. Hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Coyote, for calling. We've got Isaac in Lecky as well on the line. Hello, Isaac. Uh, Isaac is also a first-time caller. Hello, Isaac. Young Nigeria on the IT level, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. So, but the number is quite small. The number of federal uh, uh, federal government trained mm. is too small for nothing. Okay. Yeah. My opinion. My my opinion is mm. if they, it's a very good uh, move mm-hmm. that the federal government has done, mm. but the number of the people is too. It's very very small. Very for nothing. small. If they can be able to like train, like let's say. Five million Nigerians mm. will be very well recognized, but the number of one thousand for for the whole uh, how many million of Nigerians we have? Mm. We have like more than uh, let's say two hundred million people in, in the country, and the and the federal itself is training one thousand just six hundred uh, six hundred people. Mm. Too small. Okay. They should like make a bigger move to train more people. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac, for calling with your feedback. We've got Monday in Bagada on the line. After talking to Monday, we'll go to our next story. Hello, Monday. Monday, hello. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Yeah, please. I, I want to comment on the idea of the vast something. Yes, please. Go ahead. The, I, I listened to the discussions that were going on, your comments and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt that I'm not into police, so my uh, mine has no political undertone. Okay. I, I, I felt that most of the IGR team being collected across state levels, mm. quite a number are outsourced. Okay. So what am I saying? Visual capacity, it can be built. In other words, the same structure that they have now across the federal and state levels for all the offices, I, 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 SBI or something they call it, State Board of Rental or something like that. Mm. That same thing can still be used, outsource it, they supervise, mm. and the thing will be collected. If that is the issue, that is a no-brainer. That is not an issue. The main issue would be the point of sale. At which point will that be collected? Those are the things that they need to clean out and make it easy. Otherwise, capacity can build over time, and everyone will be happy at the end of the day. 
Monday, thank you so much for calling us. All right. Well, interesting takes, interesting insights. I'm quite, I'm really enjoying the calls today, really loving the calls. But you see, this weekend we saw more northern state governments impose more restrictions to combat insecurity. That's our other big weekend story. It wasn't just state governments taking steps. The Nigerian Communications Commission ordered all telcos to suspend service in Zamfara State for two weeks. Part of the NCC memo said, quote, the pervading security situation in Zamfara has necessitated an immediate shutdown of all telecommunications services in the state from today, September 3, 2021. This is to enable relevant security agencies to carry out the required activities towards addressing the security challenge in the state, end quote. And there's been a lot of debate about this move. You probably talked about this on the morning crossfire today. Clearly, the idea is to render the terrorists in the state unable to communicate while security agencies conduct some sort of massive strike. But there have been questions about whether this is overkill. Some are worried that the entire state losing phone service for two weeks would cripple the economy. Others suggest that the terrorism is already crippling the economy. So it may be better to make a big sacrifice now to enable security agencies root out the bad guys. But will they be able to? The question comes up in the context of the, uh, what's it called? Um, NIN SIM integration exercise. That's where that question comes up. The entire reason for that exercise was to give the government the ability to know who owns which number, Abby, and therefore better track these same people, these same terrorists. So some Nigerians are wondering uh, what this shutdown means in that context. You know, does the shutdown mean that the NIN SIM integration has in fact not helped government track down terrorists? In which case, what purpose did it actually serve? But let's move away from Zamfara. Let's go to Adamawa State again. Uh, They've shut down 30 out of 34 junior boarding schools in the state. The students will instead go to public day schools in the areas. I told you last week how Katsina State has shut down markets and some roads and banned sale of uh, petrol in jerry cans. They also banned the movement of cattle across state lines in trucks. Essentially, these states are banning three things. They are banning potential targets. They are banning uh, activities that the terrorists need for their operations. And they are banning places that the terrorists visit or pass through. And the states are doing this because they don't have direct control of the security forces. So they're attempting uh, prevention. But the challenge is all these activities and places that they are banning and shutting down are also used by law-abiding citizens. They are, in fact, central to the economic and social life of the state. So some stakeholders are worried that in trying to fight terrorism with these shutdowns, the medicine could almost be as bad as the disease. In fact, one of the stakeholders who spoke uh, is the spokesperson of the Northern Elders Forum, Hakim Baba Ahmed. He said, quote, 
Measures being taken by some state governments, such as suspension of weekly markets, restrictions on sale of petrol, closure of schools and some roads, curfews, movement of cattle, and plans to restrict the communication, will compound the desperate conditions of living of many communities in the north. When, while it will be unhelpful to criticize these measures without adequate knowledge of their potentials to relieve the desperation under which people live, it is important nevertheless to demand that those who have powers to impose them also have clear ideas over what they could achieve and when. These measures represent virtual economic and social lockdowns on people who had been at the mercy of criminals for a long time. Unless they are accompanied by an aggressive and effectual assault on the banditry and kidnapping industry, they will merely add to the misery and hopelessness of our communities. Baba also said, worse, they could further embolden the bandits and the kidnappers when it it becomes clear that governments and security agencies cannot go beyond lockdowns on communities. Communities themselves will lose even more faith in the capacity of the Nigerian states to respond to their desperate circumstances. End quote. Very strong concerns being raised there. And I want to know whether you agree or disagree. Do you think that these shutdowns worsen the living conditions in these states? Will these shutdowns work without a strong crackdown by security forces at the same time? How likely is such a crackdown to occur? Is the NEF uh, right to fear that without that crackdown, these measures will only embolden the terrorists by showing them that governments cannot fully respond? What do you think? WhatsApp is available as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75825. But call us on 0700-993-993-993. So we've talked about two stories so far. Actually, three stories so far. We just took you to the Northern Security Lockdowns. And then, of course, we've talked about the VAT uh, with uh, Lagos and uh, Rivers and uh, Katsina and Plateau and Gombe. And then we've talked about the federal government training 2,000 years young people. Is it unfair to other states for Lagos and Rivers to collect VAT generated within their state, within their borders? How should the federal government go about positioning Nigeria as a supplier of digital skills? And do you think shutdowns and restrictions are a reliable way to tackle insecurity? Let's speak with Ufoma and Magodo. Ufoma, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Well done for a wonderful job you are doing. Thank you. Go ahead. Yes. Let me just emphasize on your last comment. Mm. You know, it's like our the governor in those northern states, they are losing focus. Because if they are planning this way now, the, the, the terrorist is always ahead of them. Okay. Because even though the terrorists also gather information among the you know, the terrorists also have an agent now. Before terrorists will strike there are some agencies that are also working for them before they strike. So, looking at the suggestions of the government, they are still causing it right. One of the things that they can do among themselves to see that step down, maybe to be able to track those people feeding the terrorists with information to strike the state. If they can able to do so on one side, you know, the military are working on one side, and also the government are looking for those people that be feeding them information. At the end of the day, they will, they will be victorious over the terrorists. With all the advantage of 
can't now move them by petrol and there you can't. Information is still written in territory. It's reaching their hands. One of the solutions that should come together among that, who are the people feeding the terrorism information? If they're able to find the people one by one, at the end of the day, a better result will come from them. Performer, thank you so much for calling. Abdullahi is a first time caller from Festac. Abdullahi, good afternoon. Thank you for calling us. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. This is Abdullahi from uh, Festac. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I want to contribute to the ongoing uh, topic. Yes, please, go concerning ahead. Concerning the Northeast. Uh, go ahead. Hello? Yes, I'm hearing you. Go ahead, uh, sir. I think uh, the people there should enjoy with uh, the government uh, policy okay. in order to at least uh, crack down on the insecurity issues there. Okay. So they should rather at least, you know, have patience with the government to you know, tackle the insecurity challenge instead of complaining that uh, uh, it's going to affect people. So I don't think so. I think it's better they endure with the government. Okay. Thank you. Abdullahi from Festac. Thank you for calling us for the first time today. Musa Onimisi Sheriff says, how long will they keep closing schools and shutting down telecommunications? It's a big failure on the part of the state government not to curb the worsening insecurity in their states. And it's quite unfortunate. Musa Onimisi Sheriff there. Thank you very much for your message on Facebook. Olale Ibrahimoke on Facebook says, on the tax matter... As a governor who manages a state, you should set target for your administration and timing to check performance. Use banks as a case study. In banks, each branch manager generates profile, also pays for expenses while sending percentage of profit to the head office. We need governors that can think through and create policies that will support business. Alawali Ibrahim, thank you very much for your message. Prince Leo Ozoma says, President Sandra, job creation is really not for the government to create, but provision of enabling environment for businesses to thrive should be the preoccupation of the government. Again, if the government is creating jobs, then the derivatives from such jobs must reflect or be in tandem with the current economic realities. Otherwise, I can figure out how 20,000 naira monthly take-home will be enough for a family of four. Leo, thank you for your message. Chooks in Ogudu is a first-time caller. Hello, Chooks. Yes, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, what I want to say is, uh, I think um, we just, they just, the government just need to just go straight to the point and do what they need to do. Okay. The retired Commodore has said it all, that they should go for the sponsors, that if they can get these sponsors, then all this will be a thing of the past. So we don't need to start shutting down um, the base stations or any network or whatever in Zamfara just to cover all this. If they can get the sponsors, all this will be a thing of the past. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling, Chooks. We've got um, Alex who says, Sandra, yes, it's a step in the right direction. We need more private partnerships. Austin from his solo with that message. Um, well, is it Austin or is it Alex? <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh, Moshud from Ojo says, Sandra, acquiring any digital skill is not the problem. Connection matters. In a country where it's more of the, it's more like the survival of the fittest, where the government doesn't care about its citizens, I've had about two digital programs, but there are no connections to move forward. It's quite unfortunate. Our economy is in shambles. What a shame. So you You've had two digital trainings. Well, have you tried to get remote jobs? Lots of Nigerians are 
cashing out with remote jobs. So there's a website you should check out if you are a digital person, you're, uh, you're a developer, you're a product manager, you're a content marketer, check out crossover.com. Look for crossover.com. You can get a lot of remote jobs from there. I'm hoping, of course, that now that I've announced it, government will not now go and say wanting wanting about it. But oh, oh well, let's look at messages from WhatsApp. Yomi Williams says, um, on the legal tussle over VAT, I wish the final judgment will go in favor of the states. Fiscal federalism should be upheld. States like California, New York, etc. are richer than, than some countries. States should be allowed to manage their resources and grow at their pace. What's the contribution of Gombe and Plateau to VAT revenue? This Father Christmas arrangement will keep holding development of Nigeria back. Oh, well, please, what's the reason for mandating us to register for NIN and linking it with our lines when telecom services of a state could be shut down to fight terrorism? What about intercepting calls and other telecom surveillance measures? I want to learn. Yumi Williams, thank you very much for those questions. You're asking the wrong person, though, because I don't work in telecoms. Adeyemi is in transit. Hello, Adeyemi. Welcome. Yes, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, fine. So quickly, I want to contribute, you know, to your discourse, yes, to your discussion. Um, um, I mean, it amazes me sometimes the thinking from the government. Mm-hmm. So now you are shutting down schools mm-hmm. and you are shutting down the telecommunication, I mean, the network providers of all. So I, I think I heard you say that. Yes. Uh, it, it, um, I mean, it, it's just clear that we are losing the battle, you know, to terrorism. Because, I, 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 you know, I, I'm sure and a part of the agenda of these of this guys is that they want to ensure that, you know, um, they, they don't want uh, Western education, they don't want that and all that. And now we are just almost pretty much playing to their hands. You are shutting down schools. You are, what, what are these steps? I mean, so it's like each time they come up, each time they take the battle to us, we just go back and then we say, oh, okay, they are, they, we are not doing this, we are not doing that. Mm. It's not supposed to be the other way around. So you are shutting down communication, telecommunications, and then they go under the radar. They are, I mean, you can't find them, they are movements, you can't track them, you can't do anything. Mm. It's not supposed to be the other way around. And then you are giving them access to move around, you know, on, on, on um, um, what's the word now? I mean, on monitor or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, the thinking, the effort, the response from the government is really, really, really embarrassing. I mean, it's, it's, we can go on and on and, you know, it's, 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 it's I don't, I'm just trying to, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. our government are not doing enough. I mean, so that's my contribution. Adeyemi, thank you for contributing. The secretary to the government of the Federation says negative confessions are holding Nigeria back. That's boss Mustafa. He was talking about the road to nation building and he said that part of the problem is that the negative things Nigerians say about the country are manifesting in reality. He said, quote, Nigeria is known for its human and material resources. We're not where we want to be as a nation, but the craft of building nationhood is a gradual process. We have had our fair share of crises, but we have overcome those crises and the future is bright. This is our country where everybody has opportunity to ventilate aspirations. We have to get ourselves out of the mode of thinking that Nigeria is not working for us. You see, the power of life and death is in the tongue. What you say about your country is what you get. What you say about your country is what you get. Do you agree with Boss Mustafa? Is it that simple? Let me explain what I mean. Let's say that the the country continues to work 
in the exact same way that it works right now. But every Nigerian starts saying things are working beautifully. Will Nigeria improve? Or is boss Mustafa making a point about mindsets? Would speaking only positive things about Nigeria change people's mindsets? And would having positive mindsets actually fix the country? Here's what I mean. Is Nigeria not working because most Nigerians have a negative mindset? Or is Nigeria not working because of factors beyond the, the mindset of most Nigerians? Can a positive mindset survive in Nigeria for most Nigerians? Lagos, Boss Mustafa's words are self-explanatory. I just want to know whether you agree or disagree. Is Nigeria's improvement in the power of your tongue? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. As a doom is on the line. As a doom, welcome. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. I am Ezra Doom from Chivo. Hmm. Hello, Sandra. I want to comment uh, on lockdown of communication and the net. Yes, go ahead. Um, sincerely speaking, Sandra, hmm. did you watch the video of? The day Boko Haram invaded Niger State and hosted the flag. No, I didn't. If you watch the video, you will see a large convoy of gun trucks. When at a point there was a white communication vehicle that they gave chance for the vehicle to come in the front. On the vehicles, you will see the communication equipment. Sandra, I have your question. Why is NIM unable to track bandits and insurgents? You see, I don't believe in deceiving myself. I am a very decisive human being. When you don't hear my voice daily here, don't mean that I don't have anything to say. But I believe that like talk is not a I doubt the sincerity of the presidency to tackle insurgency. If, if, you, if the Ministry of Communication, after investing, investing, investing heavily in, on NIN, is unable to track the calls bandits do when negotiating for ransom, he is unable to track the calls of the I swap and book around in the market. That means there is something wrong. We, we are aware of many allegations against the minister. If you have somebody who is, uh, who is having the sympathy of insurgents to head the communication sector, Sandra, we, we are in trouble. I don't waste your time. I don't believe in talking too much. Talk is not Adidi. Adidi is not. Talk is not Adidi. The presidency lacks the sincerity. All this ban. Uh, uh, remember that they place a fly, uh, no fly zone on Zampara. Mm. What result have it, have it achieved? All these heavy 
statement in banning is to deceive Nigeria about their incapacity and insincerity in stopping insurgents. Yes, Thank you very much for calling. Tobe is in Ikorodu. He's a first-time caller. Hello, Tobe. Hello, Madam Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Good, good evening or good afternoon. All join. Welcome. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to you for a very long time now. Oh, I'm glad you called today. Yeah, I want to reply to the, issue, the statement made by Boss Mustafa. Okay. Uh, is it our, our mouth that went to Egypt to tell the other Fulanese that are not Nigerians that Nigeria is their own? Is it because of our negative world chances that Buhari went to Egypt to tell them that? Or is it because we are saying negative things about Nigeria? That is why we don't want to implement the 2014 Confab. Hmm, Sandra? I'm listening. Or is it because you are saying bad things against Nigeria? That's why the northern governors or the state governors are refusing to um, generate IGR for their state. Sandra, what's missing in our country is lack of common sense. As I am now, eh? I am a staunch supporter of one Nigeria. But I want Nigerians to do the right thing. They have failed to do the right thing. That's our problem. All this north and south divide will not take us anywhere. Our enemies in Nigeria are the politicians. The moment we can relegate our differences, maybe the masses, I used to tell people that we the poor ones, we should just put ourselves on one side as a country, put ourselves and face the politicians. They are the problem of this country. So I want to tell Boss Mustafa that, what, that the statement that is made is a fallacious statement. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Tobi. I will, of course, correct that uh, the president did not go to Egypt and ask uh, uh, the Fulani to come to Nigeria. The Nigeria is a country. That's fake news. Emmanuel Inogun State is on the line. Emmanuel, welcome. Yeah. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah. No, concerning this uh, GSM suspicion in San Francisco, you know, I mean, this, you call now concerning issue of NIA. NCC. Mm-hmm. I I said several times for this forum, and you know, my brother, brother Adigo, Adigo from Lekki, mm-hmm. that this NIA is to guard the social media. I said several times, but you see some Nigerians who come out and say, hey, it's good. we know that it's good, but the federal government of Nigeria have no interest of, of Nigeria's attack at all. You see now, okay, now, they are fair for Nigeria, and then this bandit, they, you know, they communicate. Okay, how is it possible now? that the uh, Minister of Communication now cannot track them now. Because I don't know. I don't know at all. You know, for that time, I said several times, and Goradeko from Lekki, Nigeria, you know, what happened to Dorian says, is one day for government to, I mean, to begin the issue of NIL, just to make sure that, you know, some people are tracked down. I said several times, hello, the same federal government that is busy here. This bank did they collect money, they collect ransom through I mean through banks, through their accounts. But the PVA that this federal government initiated to not work. That's an I complain. But the problem with Nigeria, I'm sorry to say, the just of this we are gullible. And this will be cutting. Thank you very much. Emmanuel, thanks for calling. Zubi from Yaba says the shutdown increases the banditry. We all know that shutdown affects the people economically.